As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see... Salutations, mortals, and welcome to From the Jump. <laughs> Today we have the funny man himself. I mean, this guy is hilarious. From the first time I met him, I haven't stopped laughing <laughs> since. We have Laz Gola with us. Laz, how you doing, my brother? I'm good, Raf. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. You know, well, I'm all right seeing as we're under this corona lockdown thing. But, you know, I'm all right. I'm all right. How's it looking that side in SA? You guys are going crazy, man. Hey, we, everything's on shutdown. Everything shut down. I haven't actually. I went for a jog yesterday, but I haven't really left the house in like a month, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, it's good. It's good. Sorry, am I supposed to do my intro now? I was going to say right now. <laughs> you, can you can you let these people know who you are? They're probably like, what the fuck's going on, man? Like this man ain't even intro himself yet. Okay. Hi, my name is Lazola Gola, and I am a comedian. I am a writer, I am a director, and I am a copywriter, and I'm an actor. Um, it sounds very untidy when you say so many things, but mainly <laughs> all put together, I, I think I'm a storyteller and whatever kind of medium that is. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Now, that's now who I am. When I met you, I didn't. I didn't know that you were a comedian. Like the, I remember the first time I met you, we were at uh, neighborhood, and I met you, your brother, and Coolie China all in the same day while I was drinking with with uh, I think it was Flex. I was chilling with or somebody. Yeah. And oh yeah. That convo, man. It was like nobody was trying to make jokes. Y'all are just fucking hilarious. Like, and when you put you and your brother <laughs> together, it's like fuck, man. Nobody gets to say shit. We're just laughing all the fucking time. Now, was it always like that with like growing up for you guys or or did it happen once, you know, you guys got into the industry? Uh, I haven't thought about it. I don't, I mean, I think we would always talk with each other and always make each other laugh, but it wasn't, it, it was just kind of how we kind of communicated, you know? I think it was just, um, we were the only two you know, it's only two, only two siblings. Yeah. And, you know, this is kind of how we were chats about, it was just how we communicated with each other. And I guess it was always, it was always, you know, trying to make each other laugh or whatever. But it's definitely much more now that it's, that we are, I don't know, colleagues, um, or in the same kind of field. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, and there's a certain kind of, um, rhythm and you know you're trying to just find you know find the joke or we know how to kind of you know if you make a if you say a sentence you know how to kind of wrap it up in a way that has a punch a punchline within the conversation and you know just trying to kind of make people make people laugh and him involved so it, I, I think it was happening but it was never kind of a cognitive a thing in thing, my yeah. head mm -hmm. yeah but um I know one, two colleagues. I mean, you get any kind of comedians together, and they always, even if they, even if they tell you otherwise, um, we're always trying to kind of, you know, make each other laugh, yeah. even if it's a really serious um, situation. It's always a moment where, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Now, now, Laz, I've seen you perform a couple of times. I think the first time I saw you perform was at uh, the Armchair in Ob's. I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was there. And you guys were throwing, you actually put together an entire comedic set. It wasn't just you that was performing. It was a couple of comedians. And then from there, you 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 know, your, your journey has taken you from the stage, you know, to in front of the camera. I mean, I, I just, I was watching one of your other clips, the apartheid one, the one that, oh, the apartheid start today <laughs> one. Like that, that clip, like you went all the way from... Yeah. You know, stage in front of the camera, behind the camera, to writing, to you know, and 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 putting together these content uh, for different stations and and you know different mediums. Now, can you tell me a bit on what led you along that path? You know, that you were like, all right, I know I can do this. I, I can kill my comedy shit, but I also want to look at different aspects of this industry. What what brought you to that? I I don't know. I think it was just like kind of the, the, the quest to find more and to try to expand and to try and, um, you know, whenever you're doing one thing, there's always limitations. And it's like, well, what if I just can learn to do that thing or yeah. that thing looks interesting, you know? I mean, it was always comedy. Uh, that's kind of how it started. And then it went from comedy. I Then I went to go and I wrote for Late Night News, Luis Ocola. Um, that was actually my first writing gig. I had been doing a bit of like writing on the side, you know, um, selling jokes and just writing for my own jokes. And and then at the same time, I got in, in like introduced because I'd always been interested in advertising. Okay. And and yeah, man. And then I just I had a friend who was working at. Um, quite pretty big agency um fcb in janisburg and she's mm-hmm. and i was like i told her i was interested and he's like oh yeah man you gotta come through you're a comedian i'm sure they'll they'll love you i walked in they gave me some sort of like test to take home and come back come back with concepts yeah literally a few days later i was working there so it was never you know it was never like how do i describe it it was always like man, I, I want to go do that. I mean, let me go and see if I can pursue that. And it's kind of seemed to always work out. You know, um, yeah, but it was always just the quest. The one analogy I had was like, it's like, imagine my skill set or at least my career. I don't know, I hate to say career, but at least like my, my body of like knowledge and uh, wisdom and um, you know just what I can do yeah I think of it as like I need to always kind of be moving and always needs to always kind of be evolving and and like I'm so I'm like kind of spider-man and I'm swinging from swinging from um, stand-up comedy and once and once I get to a certain level I need I need another building to Swing up and then on it. Swing up, and then I go right, and then and I feel like I just always kind of need to be. I think I'm going in the right direction. I'm going mm-hmm. through the city, but I'm just using certain buildings to get to the other side. And that's actually um, a really good analogy, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a writer because that's what I told you. I'm, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> like it ain't no lies, but, no lies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so I always think it's going in the right. It's always going in the same direction, which is mm-hmm. kind of just telling telling whatever the hell is in here like mm. let it be in your heads you know make somehow make it tangible with all the skills i learned 
and make it palatable for you to 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 consume you know that's really the the, the whole goal and everything else are just buildings that i'm swinging Agreed. to get there Agreed. Now, Laz, you've actually touched on two things that are two of the questions that I ask at every interview, just in that one mm. statement or that one sentence of yours. I won't say which sentence. So let me let me start with this one. It's the most important question of the entire interview. I, I wasn't planning to do it this early, but you know, you already touched on it. Superheroes versus supervillains. Which side are you choosing and why? Supervillains. Oh, okay. Uh, Supervillains, without a doubt, dude. My favorite, my favorite superhero movie is Avengers 2 because it was such a because because Thanos came with like I, I genuinely enjoyed it from beginning to end. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I walked away going, yo, yo, <laughs> <laughs> that man killed everyone. You know? Everybody Sorry, got spoiler. it. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. But yeah, man, it was. I, I'm I'm more I'm all the villain. I just think the superhero. It was because it's a great thing. It's a great it's a great storyline. It's always like you know, heroes is a problem. Um, heroes go and try and solve it, and it's like a huge call it an insight, yeah. inciting incident where it's like, oh my god, how, how do we do this? <laughs> they figure out how to do it, and then the <laughs> rest of the movie is them doing what doing, they figured yeah. it out. You know. Yeah. And then that one kind of threw everything out the way, and I was like, "Yo, this is um, this is amazing." So yeah, just because of Avengers 2, like it's tipped the scale all the way to supervillain style, bro. They, okay. are, they have way more, they have way more, um, they are way more layered. They are able to to be way more complex. Agreed. Like and like very very good villains are one of those which which I that's just why I like Thanos or Thanos. Um, it's because it was like, it's not just good and bad. It was like, mm. he's mm. bad, but for his own weird, like, good reason, <laughs> good reasoning, you know. Yeah. You know no how flawed it is, it. and it's like, oh, oh man, am I? Oh, what? At? Um. So yeah, man, I think there's way more space to, space to. So those are people are like, I like people who are like, um, who are bad, like complex, <laughs> because you can just make them do. And I mean, like, the, the, the story arcs are way things. more interesting. I mean, I've always, I've always yeah. believed that the, the 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 villain story arc and how they became that villain is way more interesting than that guy that woke up one day and you know struck by lightning. Now he <laughs> yeah. got superpowers and now he's gonna go around saving people. Like, yeah, fuck that. I've heard it before. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, no, that's exactly it. Which actually brings me to a, a weird question. Um, you know, when I met you. So many people already knew who Laz Gola was, right? I mean, I was—I'm not from South Africa, so when I when I came there and I was studying, and I was like, okay, I didn't know who you were, and like when I, and just as I met you, then I, I found out about your older brother, and I was like, okay, cool, like these guys are all like creatives and they're all moving, but the the crews that you guys used to move with—I mean, the people that all of these creatives that have now. 80% of them have like blown big, like massive. They've, you know, throughout their careers, they've mm. been at different stages of heights. For you, was this, was it a driving force for you to, to continue going into, you know, different industries, uh, creative industries, because you were friends with so many, many other creatives? Or was it more a thing of like, man, I'm just doing my own thing. If they're there, they're there. I don't really care, you know. Could you just talk to me a bit about, you know, just being, because for a lot of creatives, you know, you have like three people 
that are creatives in a, in a friendship circle. And then the rest are, you know, they're doing their own thing, whether they're accountants or whatever, doctors, lawyers, everything else. But you literally, from what I saw of the group of friends I always saw you with, was just mad creatives. It's just a lot of creatives. So could you talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think there's, um, I think I think it's always cool to hang out with with creatives and creative people. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's another comic, Mumutebe. Um, he calls people are not creatives. He calls them he calls them civilians, which is something <laughs> that I like that I like I always use now. And it's kind of kind of paints, it kind of paints that picture. It's like um, you know, it's it's. I think it's always cool to to have to be around people who intentionally are you know looking up looking around trying to see the world differently you know which is kind of the bread and butter of a creative and to have different perspectives and to and and and, and just try and uh, you know question things and this is, when i say question things it's not necessarily like you know a political or you know um, a global kind of thing it can still be very micro you know yeah. you kind of question things in your own life question interactions question anything um i think it's really fun just hanging out with people who can who kind of have that kind of same outlook or mindset yeah um but in terms of i think it's it's always been a motivator when people when people do when people do cool things um around you it's like yo that is you know it just opened up a whole new you know it's like think of it as like like red dead redemption or gta whatever where it's like we just opened up a whole new like map with a whole bunch of other yeah. possibilities and yeah. you're like oh wow i didn't even see it like that but you know it and it, it influences you and you might have ideas from that or it might just be dormant in your head and then gets unlocked a couple you know years later but it's it's um yeah i think it's always cool hanging around um creatives um, agreed agreed i mean i think i think it, it helps us as well you know because we we're, we're not so solitary at that time we we see oh not everything's falling on my creative brain like i can i can chill a bit you know <laughs> i don't have to be fucking out there all the damn time which actually leads me to my next question because you last yeah. as i've said your your creative journey has been been madness it's been madness from different you know you jumping from place to place, as you said, or, or let's use the analogy of yours, you Spider-Man swinging from different buildings to different buildings. It, has there been an opportunity that you haven't taken that you wish you really fucking would have taken? Like, what was that one opportunity you're like, damn, I should have done that? Well, I think it's touch and go. I mean, I think, to be honest, it's the one thing I think is, is always niggling and it's always, I mean, as much as I rationally can justify and I rationally and, you know, intellectually go, nah, I made the right choice. I think it's always the idea of, did I move away from this too early? And would I have been better off if I just stuck down and just become really, because there's many people I've, I just, many people i see you know in my journey and just other creatives who are amazing at what they do mm -hmm. um like no one no you know like no one no one can touch them and that's just because they got this they got the talent they put in the hours 
uh, you know, the experience, and they just have the knack for the thing. Yeah. But they figured it. They figured it out how they fit in, how they plug into that thing. Mm-hmm. And I've worked on it for a very long time. And sometimes I go, if I had stopped at one of these buildings, would I, you know, would I be have? I might have not. Yeah, I'd be the king of that building. Would I? Have, I, I, I would have not gone. So it's basically, do I stay at that building or do I carry on going to the end of the city? It's kind of my internal, I wouldn't say it's internal conflict, but I think that's the only thing that I can bring that's closest to regret. Okay. That I can think of is, is what if I just, what if I just stayed? Or what if I just spent the hours and trying to start this thing by just fucking carrying on in a very good, you know, springboarded and very good foundation there. Yeah, yeah. That in you know how high you can get, but I but I mean that just still sounds kind of like morbid, and I don't really I don't really have regrets. I mean that that isn't that bad. I mean as far as regrets, since we're not going to call it a regret, but as far as regrets go, that's that's a pretty good regret to have. I mean, do I do I continue on the awesome trajectory I'm on, or do I stay here and be king? <laughs> Where am I going to be yeah. king? That's a that's a good one. That's a good one to have. Now last. I've I've actually uh, recently it's, it's come to my attention that um, I think it's Samro that's that's paying uh, artists their, their their royalties and stuff during this period. Now I know that in the in the film industry you guys don't don't have a Samro, you know, for royalties as far as I know, right? So my question to you is: during this you know COVID nineteen lockdown period, a lot of creatives are yeah. trying to get different streams of income uh, that aren't their normal streams because we can't go out and perform, we can't, you know, be on stage, we can't do these things. So, uh, yeah. for Les Gola, what does that look like? You know, um, what do have you come up with different new streams that you're trying to, you know, or have pursued during this period of time? Or, you know, are you guys still being able to go back to work and, and, and work on what you were working on before this happened? Well, I'm, I think I'm... I think it's two things. For me, I... I, I took this opportunity. I, I was fortunate. I'm not. I'm not like. I was fortunate enough to be in a position just before this lockdown, where I could survive. I could survive for a bit on this on this lockdown. So it wasn't. It wasn't a necessarily um, a big thing of uh, huge necessity, uh, if I can say it that way. So it wasn't a. It wasn't a scramble. But obviously, you you want to be making money. It's not a, you know, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's a no-brainer. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, look, there's one, there's one or two things that are that are still gonna drop. But yeah, I guess I just mentioned it. Like, there's like a Savannah thing that uh, they they're doing an online comedy. Okay, okay, um, that's great. Me and my yeah, I mean, a friend have started like a podcast. I've, I haven't really taken this opportunity to look for. It's it's been more just kind of generating ideas. Okay, it's, no, it's, been, it's been more like, what do I do post this? So using uh, this as preseason for when we get back into the game, you know. Yeah, I mean that, so, that's what we're doing right here now. This is where from the jump yeah. came from. It's like, what do we do now that we can push after you know the lockdown and continue it? So I totally get what you're saying. And I mean, as a creative, you're not you're not going to just stop creating because there's not a paycheck right now for it. You know what I mean? So no, that's yeah. Great. I'm so like for me, uh, I will say the first the first just I'm gonna say maybe two two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. I think I think I felt myself found myself very either just distracted, I don't know, I think it was just crazy times when I felt myself not as 
yeah not as productive my yeah. output is is not um it's not happening wait can you hear voices sorry let me just close this door can it's you hear good. this voice uh a little bit i can hear them a little bit all right we're yeah. back now now i can't hear nothing <laughs> it's good it's good i can hear yeah. you yeah man so i think for the first two and a half weeks two weeks i was whether it was just I just wasn't in a, I just wasn't in a creative vibe. I just I don't know what it is. I mean obviously it's covid but I, I don't know exactly what part of it it was. I know um, I'm with you on that definitely. But recently yeah man I've just it's been it's been it's been exciting. I've like actually today I came up with an idea that I'm like okay I need a I need a you know splash it out. <laughs> just this two script ideas that I'm like boom mm-hmm. and and um yeah and then someone i just like i elevate a picture to someone and they're like yo write that thing and let's see what we can do so yeah, you see that's great that's great yeah it's 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 i haven't there's been no income but i think it's been good it's been a good um time because i don't usually have this time and, and and that's the problem with most creatives i mean for most of us we're creating at such a pace and 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 you know we're creating so consistently that when we when this happened and it was like okay everybody stay home and y'all can't go nowhere it's like all right i'm just gonna eat some food bro <laughs> i'm gonna get full <laughs> i'm gonna sleep i'm gonna do all that and then later on yeah. you're like oh shit i've wasted some time now i could do some things you know <laughs> so i totally get what you what you're saying what you're saying is like it's like my life like you're telling people how i live day to day but last one thing i, I, I yeah. wanted to find out from you you know because you've literally been in and out of and i keep saying this but i don't think people grasp like the difference in industries you know from being a stand up comedian to then being in film to then writing shows to the, i mean it's 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 madness it's total madness it's such different styles of writing as well now if yeah. if there was let's say there's a, a young up and coming uh creative that is like man lass is on this i want to ask lass for some advice what would be that one piece of advice that you would give an up and coming artist of any kind the one bit of advice mm-hmm. um the one bit of advice is oof i'll say is keep doing it keep going the common denominator between every single creative that you admire or that is successful mm-hmm. or that is out there doing amazing things was that they kept going there are there are millions of ones that you don't know of or that you hate uh, or whatever that the, the, the one common denominator is at the beginning when it felt bad when it felt you felt delusioned and you felt like it was going nowhere you kept going everyone else did and that's that's the first step Agreed, so man. Keep, yeah. keep going yeah Now and that's 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 on word man like if you if you, cause a lot of I mean we know a lot of I personally know a lot of creatives that stopped just just before they were going to get there you know whether whatever there was for them you know whether it was getting on TV whether it was actually doing a solo show but just before they were like man nobody's really going to like fuck with this they, they don't really you know yeah. they don't really support me and you know that 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 thought pattern of like nah I got, I can't do this 
So I, I yeah. totally get what you're saying with the, you know, keep going, uh, keep at it and, and, and keep moving. Now, last collaborations is a big part of my life. I mean, that's how we, we're, yeah. we're here right now. This is a collaboration. Come <laughs> none of us are getting paid. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I just wanted to find out, like, in your industry and, and, and throughout your creative journey, how, how important have collaborations been to Last Gola to become the Last Gola you are today? You know, not, not just back then and then never again like how has it been a consistent theme throughout your, your career or again you don't like the word career what, what are we going to say throughout your journey <laughs> throughout your journey, journey let's yeah, use yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that's the question um yeah man collaborate co- collaborations are are definitely key i think I, I collaborate i collaborate all the time i mean she's more so now as a director but like go for, for instance, stand-up comedy seems like a very solo seems like a very solo sport. But yeah. you find yourself uh, backstage or in the green room with a lot of with a lot of comedians. You know, it's only a really a one-man show. So even then, there's other comedians around. Mm. Where you're alone, usually it's like an ensemble show where there's other comedians around. You're watching other comedians. Other right, I mean, you know, and you and you give each other notes and you like. Or, or not even notes. You just watch someone else, and you're like, oh, okay, um, they they spark something, or you go, go like, fuck, I need to I need to step my game up, or oh, that's that, that was oof, that was interesting. <laughs> maybe maybe I can maybe I can try and, and push the idea that I had in my head as extreme or whatever it is. You know, it's gotcha. a, even even this even a, something that seems like a solo sport is that it's very collaborative. Um, I mean, we, we give each other notes all the time. At least, at least comedians that trust each other give each other notes all the time. Mm, okay. And just really, really just to make, like selflessly, like, you know, to make your set better. Like, hey, well, maybe try this. If it doesn't work, whatever. But, and then they try it. Some of my best lines could come from people who just watch me and you know, get off stage and like, yo, that's fire. What about doing this, that, 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 that? Uh... Um, you know, and you're like, oh, I actually didn't even think of it. You know, it's a different perspective exactly uh, i mean in the writing yeah i think collaborative is it's just it's it's so much more long-term than stand-up comedy um i would i would go crazy if it wasn't collaborative because stand-up you like you you know you you think of a joke da, 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 you deliver it mm-hmm. and you get immediate feedback yeah 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 Whereas in writing, you can, you know, you can write, you write for days or weeks alone in isolation and you kind of are not getting any exterior factors in there and you yeah. could, you know, you feel like you're just writing, writing in circles. Um, so I like to, I like to collaborate. I mean, on Bantu Hour, it was like pretty much collaborative. I mean, Kachis who was the creator and the showrunner mm-hmm. of, of the show, he likes the idea of like, the, you know, more heads better than one so yeah, no. we had we had like a the writing room that was like packed sometimes with like 15 people 15 comedians and you throw your idea out and you know your initial thing and if it's like a laugh then dope but then straight after that laugh people start throwing in ideas mm-hmm. and like and trying and just building it and it becomes literally it, it comes it, like it evolves from just being your idea that you throw into the table yeah, yeah. To kind of everyone trying to build this thing right in front of your eyes live you know wow and, okay and you're like oh fuck, cool, 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 cool. and then you like take down the notes take down the notes and you go and re you know you go do your second draft damn and that would actually know. be awesome to see I, like did you guys ever record any of those sessions 
no 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 it was literally just it was literally just um for the, the writing process but um yeah actually funny you say that that was actually my i don't want to go get too much into it but that was one of the that was the basis of one of my ideas that i thought of today that i said earlier but um yeah dude so that one is like hype like you know that's proper collaborative and that is there's, yeah. there's, there's no other way yeah yeah and you could tell you could tell the contributors who you could see the difference like between in their second drops one mm. who didn't take in taking everyone's like like contributions and, yeah and contributions and someone who just was like fuck it i'm gonna go solo it and you'll see i'll get them you know <laughs> i mean sometimes it sometimes it did happen because obviously there were flops someone would come in and then no one would laugh then we'd like but that's that's that and, and you know what i i think in that environment it's it's basically like an iron sharpens iron type of thing you know um it's it's like playing chess against a smarter opponent you're always going to get better you're not going to get worse yeah. Yeah, you're going to lose but you but if you go play yeah. somebody that you played five years ago or two months ago you're going to whoop their asses that's just how it goes um yeah. now, now that's my real my one question that i really wanted to ask you or i don't even care mm. if everybody else wants to know what i want to know that first time you got on stage for your first like stand up comedy show right yeah most of us when we get on stage for the first time it's it's like just before you go on it's like damn it i need to take a shit i guess the feeling in your stomach like with all the you know what i mean with all the nerves <laughs> now how did you do firstly in your own opinion how did you do on your first set you know um the first time you got on stage and secondly um did you ever have a feeling or, or like did you ever experience that joy or pain that you experienced that first time ever again um yeah man my first time was my first time was at armchair theater but like years before i mean armchairs changed in so many ways so many times mm-hmm. like that they like just the interior things but i remember yeah. it was it was um Stuart Taylor was hosting uh my brother's performing there and i actually went there because i you know i could get a lift and i, I got an open spot um but i'd been writing forever i've been writing for almost a year um because I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the 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 joke creation I enjoyed making the joke that was I was having fun doing that I yeah. it wasn't like the 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 rush to get on stage to tell these things wasn't there there wasn't like a massive urge um and I was just like writing jokes and then and then and I remember I'd always keep sending them because my brother was in Joburg at that time he was yeah. working on um PMS and um i remember like i'd i'd constantly like like whenever he'd call and not be like get on the phone at the end and be like yeah i'll run through my jokes or yeah. i'll send him an email of jokes and i'm sure they were fucking horrible i mean to his credit so he was proper like yeah 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 dope oh that's a dope <laughs> that's <dope." laughs> um yeah fuck actually it was there was also another time There was a time that I was actually supposed to go on stage. Mm-hmm. Um well there was an opportunity to go on stage so it was 
I was in Cool Runnings in Melville, okay. and some guy, and some open mic didn't show up. And it was like a competition or something. He didn't, he didn't pitch. And, and um, I, yeah, there's an opportunity to be like, yo, jump on. But I hadn't prepared a set. Uh. And... Ah, there we go. The internet's doing that thing again, Laz. Can you yeah. hear me? Okay, I can. Yeah, I can. Okay, wait. There it goes. Again. Oh, you frozen me again. <laughs> okay, now you're back again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Zoom does this thing at 50 minutes where it kind of it, it, it just freezes for a bit. I think it's a switch over. Oh, uh, is it okay? You got the premium jump off. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm on that free okay. shit, bro. I'm on that free shit. Okay. okay so just repeat that Switching. last part again. You were saying. Um, yeah, so, yeah, like, because, where was I? Oh, like, especially at the beginning, like, I didn't, so I wasn't prepared. Mm. Um, I had jokes, but I hadn't kind of put them in kind of sequential order or just, like, kind of run through what I'm going to do, you know? Um, and I remember it was like, yeah, I was kind of given, like, five minutes to, you know, it's like, yo, are you in or you out or, you know, what's going on? Um, and I just, and I didn't, I didn't do it and I'm glad I didn't do it because my real first time, which was at armchair, um, was really well, went really well. Um, got, I got, I think there were two jokes that I got claps for, and there was like one that was like weird, like an intricate and it was like, I think, I don't know, it was something to do with like, I remember it was Halloween jokes. It must've been around Halloween. And like Jesus, and I was like, I remember at the time thinking, wow, this is very intricate. Um, and they, yeah, and they laughed and they clapped, and I was like, okay, okay, cool. That was kind of all. That was kind of all that I needed. Obviously, if I had to watch it now, I probably would be like, ah, cringe. But that's all that I needed. And I was like, and that feeling of like the immediate like, yo, that was funny. That was and that was the wrote, one. That's the one. Now, now um, you said something those, very those, important. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt yeah, you. No, 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 no. This is your interview. You speak first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, but no, can because I was going to move on to, well, I was just thinking out loud to when that has been replicated. Um, and I think, I think there's been a couple of shows where I'm, I was like, I think like beats, every beat was like hit, and walked off. I, th- I remember doing, I think the one closest that I can come with some of my head was, I was opening for Kahiso Ladika just years back well, on his one-man show called In a Suit um, at the Lyric so. Theater. So it was like packed Lyric Theater. I opened and I was just like beat after beat, but it was just all really obscure. It was like obscure things because, yeah. yeah, I was just kind of, that's just, where my comedy was and I think still is um, and everyone was and everyone was got it and it just felt like and um, it just felt like it was too short and I, I think people even mentioned afterwards that it was too short and it was, <laughs> yeah it just felt really good so yeah, I think nah. those that would that would be the one that's probably closest to that like feeling of okay Yeah, so this is going to be part of the bloopers is what I was saying. I'm going to throw that shit. <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck's going on? Because it happens every interview. So um, it's, it's very weird. What? 
did it happen again? Yep. Oh my. Okay. So um, what I was gonna say is that what what I got from also what what you said in 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 you know not choosing to do that first show, even though it was put in front of you and like, hey man, you can jump on. It's a competition, but you were like, hold on, I'm not ready yet. You know. That in itself, I think a lot of artists don't take the time or a lot of creatives don't take the time to be like, am I ready to put this out and it will be the best representation of myself or am I just going to do it and then try and build later on? You know, and that that in itself is a very mature way to look at it because, I mean, you wanted to do it. It wasn't like you were like, nah, I don't want to do any comedy. It was like, it's just not the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great, man. I think a lot a lot more people can, yeah. can learn from from doing things in their own time and not when they're just told to. Yeah, man, I think so. I think also, like I said, I've been writing for a year, so it, it felt like I kind of had this weird, like, ex. well, yeah, I had it. I just thought it, I was going to do it just in, injustice. Okay. I'll do it at disjustice. At disjustice. Both kind of work. It depends on the sentences. <laughs> okay. Um, if I just if I just went on and, and kind of freestyled, I mean, that's... If anyone knows comedy, that's really how open micers bomb most of the time. It's because they go off the off the cuff, and it's like you actually you are your funniest representation. The funniest representation of you is the one that you prepared. Only later on can other things come in, and you can like use elements in the room, or you can sense when to go in a joke, or you can put a joke back or take it. Or you know, doing the self edit. Yeah. But as a, as a new comedy, as a new comedian, it's like you've written this thing for weeks or whatever, and then you get up on stage and you just just fucking throw it all away and then panic and then do other things. And then and then literally think of think of new jokes on the spot and discard the ones that were like working and have worked and have been signed off in your head. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, I've only learned that, I learned that after to the facts but there was a sense in my head that I knew that there was I knew that there was a preparation behind it I think just being exposed to my brother and also being writing for a, a year before yeah I knew that it wasn't just get up on stage and bow, 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 bow. At least and, that's what and I that in itself is 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 what we're trying to get at, you know, because a lot of people think that, oh no, no, nah, comedians just they're just funny, man. They just get up there and they, you know they just wing it, <laughs> and we laugh. Like, but people don't understand that there's actually an entire process to get to those jokes, you know. Now, um, yeah, you, you 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 did say that when you started out, you you used to send your jokes to your brother, you know, just you know, be like, hey hey, yeah, at the end, well, what's up, bro? You you, how do you feel about this one? Are there people that you bounce, besides, of course, the colleagues that you work with, are there people that you, you know, would still send some of your work to just to bounce off of them? No, not really. I mean, it would, it would really be comedians. Mm -hmm. um, if, we, if we're just sitting around and, and chatting and you're like, oh, man, I got this. Or it's in conversations. Like, oh, actually, I was, this, it's similar to this book that I'm working on. And then mm -hmm. kind of say the premise. But you wouldn't really... You wouldn't really say it like for word for word and act it out. Got you, got you. you yeah, it's just kind of like, kind of just like seeing whether the premise works or mm -hmm. is interesting mm -hmm. enough, or you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that happens all the t time. I mean, I'll have a conversation with, have a conversation with my brother, and all of a sudden, um, either me or him would be like, "Yeah," and like, I'm working on this bit, it's so dope, and you'd like 
just say the premise. Just and you're like, premise. oh fuck, that's fire. And then even even that time, you're like, you know, throwing a line or two. Yeah. Sorry, dude, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and find this lighter. You don't mind if I smoke on your? Nah, bro, smoke. Do you do your thing, man. Do your thing. Um, I know yeah. that you're you're a very busy man. So I've actually only got one more question for you, right? Um, yeah. Now, Les, I've. I mean, when we met, you you were such a cool guy. And this is the weird thing. Like all the creatives that I met in South Africa were pretty much from the jump. They were just cool cool with me like it wasn't any you know animosity there was no who the fuck is this guy like it was just really chilled maybe because we were all drunk or something but <laughs> but um what what my question is because like as i know you you're 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 a funny guy when you're funny but you're serious when you're serious you know um so my thing is because you don't really you're not very a very confrontational person from what i've what i've experienced and i mm. know there must be some shit that pisses you off you know so my question is what is that one pet peeve like that one thing that people do that really that grinds your gears that you're like fuck man i wish i could just strangle this but you never ever say it you never actually address that thing we all have one so i mean what's what's your one that you're like man if people could stop fucking doing this i'd be happy she's <laughs> the one pet, pet peeve um I don't know. I think I think one that I think one that is 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 um is quite constant, but it's not that it's not like a ah, strangle thing. It's more like hmm, let me think. I don't know. I think it, it it'll probably be people taking advantage, and there's a lot of time. There's a lot of times where you I can kind of go like I go like oh oh oh. Okay, okay. I see what's happening here, but you know, I don't really get angry. I'm just like, okay. I see you. I, I you've you've taught me how to treat you, or you've you know, you know what was that thing that Maya Angelou says like, um, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Believe, believe them. Yeah. Yeah. That so um, so so yeah, definitely that. I think is my and I, and I don't and, and I'm not very like I'm here. Let me cut this motherfucker off. It's just like <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I think you know I still hang out with it, but I'm like, cool. I know what level or what yeah. kind of um, interaction, what kind of thing, what interaction. I know I know where we are, where the ceiling is. Got it. Um, so I think that's that. I mean, fuck. Maybe maybe I should be more like you know. Cut, cut, cut niggas off. But it's also just like. <laughs> but I mean, that's not you. I mean, you are who you are, and you do things the way you do them. Um, and if you don't feel the need to cut somebody off, fuck. Why? Why should you? I mean, that's just how it is. <laughs> well, Les, that is literally all the questions I have for you, my brother. I know you're busy. You got to get back to work. Thank you so much for coming through to from the jump, ladies and gentlemen. This is Les Gola, and you will only see him again on television. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me man thanks, this thanks for this coming really through, good. Bro. no doubt no doubt and I mean th this is gonna be on season 1 so when we do do season 2 I will of course hit up everybody that I did on season 1 uh, once we start getting some sponsorships and shit in you know <laughs> come on come on and just to, just to be clear um, Play did not sponsor this this is just me <laughs> no doubt no doubt nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy you see I constantly think about one you seem to dream about another, making it almost impossible to visualize myself being with.